0: It's hour number two of the Bill Michaels Show. We are broadcasting live. We're on Radio Row at the L.A. Convention Center. Right next to the new Crypto Arena, which used to be the old Staples Center and in the uh, L.A. Live area down here in downtown Los Angeles, getting you ready for Super Bowl 56. Super Bowl 56 between the Rams hosting, uh, well, not the home team, but hosting this and uh, the Cincinnati Bengals who just arrived yesterday. They are set up at uh, the hotel location. And uh, we hope to, at some point, get some of the guys uh, from the uh, the Cincinnati uh, group over here. Uh, we're going to talk with some of the uh, Rams, hopefully the Rams writer. We got a couple of them that were wandering around here yesterday. want to get them on the show, too. Talk a little bit about the matchup coming up. Uh, now, sitting down, sitting at our table, good guy. Uh, our buddy, uh, A.J. Hawk, uh, he sits down with us. A.J., how you been, man? Good. I've been, been,
1: been good. I'm here with... Uh pat mcafee show and everybody <laughs> and been been doing that for, for the last couple of years so it's yeah the little pat mcafee
2: you want to tell you something uh, yeah if i was a broadcast student back at uwm milwaukee mm-hmm. there would be a chapter on your little pat mcafee show because how, what, how long ago did you do the hawk cast
1: oh uh, i mean i started that i don't i haven't done much as of late in the last couple of years because i've been doing everything with pat uh I don't know, maybe 20, yeah, 2014, 13, 14, something around that I started see, doing that.
2: It's it's former player mm-hmm. and then moving on. And, well, you start doing that when you're still playing. But then, you know, you are bringing in some of your teammates or guys that you played with, yeah. you know, and connections. And you're starting this thing up on YouTube and it's starting to grow. And then you hook up with Pat. And we all knew when he was a punter with the Colts, he had that crazy oh outstanding yeah. personality. Yeah. yes and i know that him and aaron met at some golf tournament or something like that i mean aaron told that story on your show but you guys come into radio row this year for the first time and you're the hottest show in this sports media industry right
1: now I <laughs> well mean, it, i mean just the setup here is crazy we, exploded. we came in, we got in last night and came up here me and pat and a couple of the guys to see we i mean i had no idea the set was going to be right. like this and everything but Yeah. I mean, it's been bizarre. It's been awesome and fun. And yeah, it's not a it was a it's worked out beautifully. I'm just glad. Honestly, it's fun. We have a great time. We talk about what we watch. We watch NFL football mainly. I don't watch a whole lot of other like NBA basketball or college. I don't watch much other than the NFL. And I watch college football. But uh, luckily, that's all we get to talk about. I don't have to act like I'm I've done other shows where I have to like it's almost work to watch certain things right. at different times. Now it's like I love watching NFL football and that's what we talk about. So, so
2: you were you were all football though, and as a, as a Buckeye and yep. as a Packer, but and you were always a very cooperative, um, <laughs> understanding, a patient. I'll I'll use the word patient, patient. Okay, with the us knuckleheads in the locker room after games or after practices and stuff like that. But I'm kind of surprised. That you got into the hot cast and, and, and into your own broadcasting. I mean, was that always in the back of your mind when you were at Ohio State? No, never. Not until I
1: don't know uh, when I, sometime maybe halfway through my career, maybe five, six years in, seven years in, I realized I wanted to try to do something in the media, and I never thought I would before that. I never, never really crossed my mind. And then I started doing some stuff, and I started enjoying it and having fun, and just realized, yeah, I could, I could. This is something I could see myself trying to do. And then I started calling some games when I got done. I love doing games. I didn't, this is the first year I haven't really worked any college games as like a color analyst. And I love doing that, but I don't, I didn't want to travel 14 weeks in a row. Like it was going to be that way. Like four young kids and coaching and doing all this stuff. So I didn't, that's why this thing with Pat has been awesome. I do it from my house in an attic that I, put drywall up, and <laughs> it's a seven-and-a-half-foot ceilings. I put drywall and carpet in, have a desk and a computer, and it's just
2: awesome, like, where it's, where it's come I, from. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to get into the business that comes up with the fake books in the background yeah. so you guys. Yeah. I'll <laughs> tell you what, that's, I have multiple fake book
1: dro- uh, backdrops and it it's, it works. Yeah. <laughs> it works. I'm, I, people have told me, you should get something new. I'm like, no, I don't know. it would feel weird. I don't want to <laughs> feel like I'm selling out if I try to get a new background.
0: You, uh, we were talking on the way over here, you're more recognized now for the podcast with Pat than you probably ever were as a player. Yeah, absolutely. I think so, yeah. And it's like the,
1: the demographic of people that watch the show and listen to the show. Like, wherever – yeah, it's just crazy. The reach that Pat has and all of his fans, everyone that he's built up over the years. And I think especially since, like, COVID. Once COVID had basically started, I I told Pat we were doing little stuff. Here and there, I was jumping on his show, doing stuff. And I remember in March, I guess two years ago, whenever school was shutting down, we were Mm -hmm. about to run homeschooling with our kids and everything. The Sunday night before, I was like, we should do something. There's no sports going on. We should – do a show and the next day. We started doing McAfee and Hawk Sports Talk. And his guys, they put it all together and produced it. And it was just fun. So we're going to right. just keep doing it. And then it's, uh, yeah, it is where it is now. And who knows? When, we don't know. I'm a, we're all just, just winging it
0: pretty when much. When FanDuel came calling and said, oh, by the way, here's the deal. Did mm-hmm. you almost fall over dead thinking I had to go get my brains beat out for years and years and years to look at this kind of money? And all of a sudden we're doing a goofy-ass, oh, yeah. goofy-ass show. And- <laughs> yeah, that's Come why listen, I say it's bizarre.
1: It's, everything's bizarre, how it works out. and Right. right. But – if you actually like being around Pat and being like doing shows with him daily, he's a unique dude. There's no one like him. Like there's no one out there like him. And, And I always say that. And he's so, he's a really good guy to like, that's the, the, the start of everything. Like he's not a, there's some people that can maybe, I guess, fake it and, treat right, people right, terrible right. and whatever and still be successful he's the opposite of that treats people awesome super generous and also like the most uniquely weirdly talented guy i've ever been around when like he there's nothing he can't do it's not getting he'll never be nervous or anxious about any kind of situation and very opposite of my personality at certain times and i think i've sometimes i a lot of my friends are that way where they're not at all like i don't want to hang out with people like me it would be pretty boring no, so no, it, i, hang out, no, are, no, I AJ, hang out with people that are fun and wild yeah, right things, and I, I, it makes it makes me laugh
2: these things work you know with the oil and the vinegar yeah and you balance that out you balance that out that's right so, yeah, yeah. It's, that's
1: believe me that's what it's just it's the most fun that i get to have doing anything in the media world and it's so like engaged like we get although we're messing around the majority of the time we're still serious about football and love right. watching football and talking about it and Aaron has obviously been a gigantic help coming
0: on every Tuesday for the last two seasons. You want to lead into that? That's the topic. Everybody's just kind of oh. waiting. So are you just waiting for the phone to ring to say, okay, I'm ready to come back? I I don't know. I don't know what's
1: going on. Uh, yeah, he's, I was texting him earlier because he's out here. I don't know if I'll see him or not when he's out here. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I've said before. Because
0: everybody around here yesterday was holding their breath thinking that he might show up today. Oh, really? To make an announcement.
1: Oh, no. No. Um, I guess we never even we never even thought of that having him come out here. Um, now I don't know if he's I don't I don't know if he'd do anything any kind of announcement now. I don't know what his time frame is like. Right, I know right. I know anything he's doing, it's he wants to help make sure the Packers know what he's gonna do. He wants like guys like Devontae and other people, like he wants to make sure he doesn't mess up anything that they're trying to do with extensions or deals or whatever's going right. on. So I don't know when that time may be, but I would imagine it's not going to be too long do to you know. read the rumors and kind of just go what the oh i get them they people send them to me pat yeah. usually sends me the rumors <laughs> I, I don't i'm not as dialed in with
0: everything but he usually sends me stuff that and house I'm, in nashville is going to be a big one yeah, I guess. yeah and i'm
1: like yeah okay, like everything that is sent i you know, it says inside sources and there's like there'll be four or five things that i know are false inside of the store of what they're trying to report i'm like so it's just you know, Aaron's a superstar. He's everything he does is gets you know massive attention. So
2: yeah. what what he said on your show, how much of this is for him waiting to find out what Green Bay's going to do? And they he knew that changes would happen, and here you know Nathaniel gets hired, mm-hmm. right? And and other changes. You know some coaches have come and gone and got a new special teams guy coming on those kinds of things.
1: Sasha, that was a big hire. People are yeah. excited. Yeah, very that, excited, really,
2: Yeah, very excited. And then the other thing is that the team has to come up with a plan like. How can – if I do come back, is Devontae going to be there? And of those 13 unrestricted, you know, at least eight or nine of them, can you bring those guys back? I mean, yeah. that's that's got – is that part of his decision? I'm you sure think? it
1: is, yeah. And I think it uh, – who was it? Ian Rapport? I think, said on our show, like, he thought it was – a good sign that Aaron stayed in town for a little bit and talked to the coaches and front office or whatever he did. And I would imagine they would probably lay out their plan of what they're going to do. And, hey, this is how we can keep people or do whatever. It's, I don't know how you work out contract situations, especially with Aaron, like whatever you do with him. You want to have Devontae around and, and plenty of other guys too. So I assume they have some – they told him, laid out the plan of what it looks like. And I guess it's up to him. I don't, I don't know. He just – he's too good. Like I've said from the beginning, he doesn't tell me – whether he's going to retire or not, I just I tell him you are not retiring. I am like, there is no way. You are too good. You are too competitive. You are probably going to win the MVP. Like how do you just walk away? Let and
0: me let me ask you. Let me ask you this: When you talked about what Aaron and the contract and such, he went on that diatribe at the beginning of, of camp, mm-hmm. and basically the airing of the grievances. Yeah, and one of the things that caught my ear at the time was because Ted Thompson, Mike McCarthy, they always talked and make you know, go all the way going back to, to to the beginning. Said we want to make him the highest paid quarterback. And then he said, it's not about the money. So my question is, would it ever work? Because we know what his salary number is. Okay. And everybody knows it. So would it ever work to go to Aaron and say, Aaron, you know, we always compare things to Brady. Can you take a pay cut to be able to keep these guys? Does that work? Tell tell me. Yeah, I didn't b- think about that. See, I because I see, because if you go to him as a man and just say, "Look, you you want to be a you want a voice. Yeah. Here's here's a checkbook. Here's what you take. What you want, mm-hmm. and then the rest is left over for the guys like AJ Hawk and everybody else yeah. to be able to spend." And, but how do you approach that subject, knowing what we know in the salary cap world?
1: I mean, that'd be a total Would
0: you mm-hmm. want to walk in as a GM or? President and have that conversation. I think I don't you know. you it could, it though. If, I'm if sure if you and I had a great actually. relationship, yeah. and you were making $46 million a year. I'd come in and say, Hey, Jay, yeah. here's what it is I want to put a great team around you. Mm-hmm. You tell me. I what think to he do. and
1: Goody have. Ta- he's talked about he and Goody have a good relationship. Yeah, and communicated well throughout the year and everything. So if that's something that they would have to do, I'm I'm sure they wouldn't be scared to to have that conversation. I don't. I. It's, it's interesting. I never really thought about that part of Cause
0: it. Because it used to be, you know, it was always the respect. Respect yeah. equaled money. Yeah. He doesn't need respect. What he yeah. needs is legacy. Yeah. You know. I mean, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, if oh I'm, no, if I'm right. down the wrong path. You he tell wants to me. win.
1: He wants to win another Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm, I mean. Well, I wonder if they do that. I don't know. That's, I had that's a conversation
0: with him years ago, and he had said to me at the time, and it was, you know, everybody was talking about how Mike McCarthy created him, and then he was kind of like, no, I'm pretty damn good quarterback. You know, Aaron. Yeah. And I said, what is your goal? And he said, I want to go down as the greatest quarterback to ever play in Green Bay.
1: Okay.
0: Okay? Now, we know in the Super Bowl era you got to get at least two because that's what Starr has. Yeah. you got to get back to another one because that's what Favre has. He's already done everything record-wise. We know he's to under center. Technically, he's the best quarterback to ever play the game. Okay, yeah. we all can agree. For him, does he think about that—the legacy portion of it—or do you think it's just about? It doesn't matter where I win; I just want to win.
1: I mean, I think he would love to. I don't know. He's said multiple times he would love to stay with one team his whole career, right. and I know I know he loves Green Bay and the people and everything. And I'm not asking
0: there. you to speak for him. Just as yeah, I that don't know. Believe him. me,
1: I just even though I see him and talk to him a good amount, like I don't grill him on any of like i don't grill him on football stuff we just try to say all right where's your head at what are you doing and i saw him recently and i came away with like this dude he seems to be really happy and in a good spot i feel like obviously disappointing the season right but whatever he has going forward it seems to be like not i don't know even like i don't even know football wise like just him as a person he seems good in a good place and seems happy and but he put a picture out yesterday. He and uh, he was in the sauna working out at his place. Out, so that's a good sign. Yeah. yeah, so that's a good sign, isn't it? He's out yeah. there working out, and we could easily just be hanging out doing nothing for next month or two if right. he wanted to. So I think that's a good sign. But I don't know what he. I don't. I don't think he knows exactly what he wants. That's right. the thing. Like he's not sitting there waiting for something to happen. I think he's probably trying to sit there and make his, whatever decision he feels like is right. And I've said a million times, I think Green Bay gives him the best chance to win a Super Bowl, and I think it would be all his back.
0: How big? Knowing what goes on inside a locker room and knowing how good that team was, how big of a, a misstep was it to let that one get away?
1: Oh, it was brutal. Yeah, that's it, had, it. Was had me nervous leading up to that game too. Like the bye week, number one seed, all of this stuff, and everyone's like, "Oh, guys are getting healthy. Everything looks perfect." Whenever, whenever anything looks perfect, that scares me from an right. outsider. I wasn't. If I was on the team, yeah, it'd be cool. But as an outsider, it has no control over anything. That scares me when everyone's thinking, "Okay, we have all these studs coming back. They're going to be healthy. Whatever." But your team's been playing great. And I just feel like when too many things seem to be lining up, sometimes, I don't know, things just don't work out. And I, don't, my only experience is going back to our Super Bowl we won. Like, we had to squeak our way into the playoffs, right. win three road games, and then go there. Like Now, obviously, you it would be nice if you want to win and get a number one seed and all that, but there's different ways to go about it. I just know being a part of that team... That was cool. Like we didn't we never had a second to think of, oh, are we gonna arrest guys in the last game or what are we gonna do here? Oh, we're gonna buy a week, what do you, you do? Know, like no. We gotta find it we gotta scratch
2: or find a way in and then it was like cool, we got a chance, let's go do it. You know what's weird? Is that when you had fifteen good guys on the IR yeah. that season? Yeah, it's crazy that they year. they weren't coming back. Yeah. This year, the last couple of years with COVID, they can bring these guys back for the IR. Mm. And all of a sudden now you're going into the game against the 49ers, you're like, oh, my God, Yash Nyman. I mean, he's done a good job the last seven or eight weeks, but gosh, I've got the best left tackle in the league uh, trying to get some snaps, in, and and it creates those decisions. And I thought uh, that might have even created more confusion for them as they were making the final decision. Yeah, like
1: guys coming in, okay, if you've been out for – 14 weeks and then yeah. you gotta you have to work your way back into the lineup also like against the 49ers you've new, new studs come in like rasul douglas and what's the continuity like like how does the communication work is there like i'm not saying you're always going to be a better team when you add your best players come back into the lineup but it may take a little bit of time i feel like to, to get back into it you even get into game shape your legs even just working with everybody so i i get nervous just i mean you know anything you can't control you get nervous over it's like watching a kid's
2: play you in, what you in in 2010 you had to go to Philadelphia and face this incredible mobile quarterback and mm-hmm. Michael Vick in the wild card game so what's going through Von Miller's mind when he's watching that tape of Joe Burrow and that high stepping he looked just like you <laughs> just looked just like Aaron when he's doing those drills out there in the practice field jumping over the pads you know perfect technique What's going through von miller's mind when he's got to think about is the ball going to acres is this kid going to or, or uh, to mixon is this kid going to come out in the flats what's going through the mind that you had as a linebacker trying to contain a mobile quarterback that it's hard big,
1: <laughs> especially like the you your talk playing mike vick like he's a different level like not only his arm talent was crazy but how he could move and so like barry sanders like quickness and it it's it creates huge issues i think but. I mean, that's the whole thing. Everyone's probably talking about this game. Can the Rams, D-line get the pressure on Joe Burrow like other teams have been able to do, but Joe just finds a way to avoid as much as he can and not not get banged up too bad and make plays down the field. But, yeah, with they, I'm sure they have a great plan when you're playing anyone that's mobile, and especially like when they have that savvy they can move in the pocket like Joe can. He just feels pressure like – it's all like it goes back to your old school like fundamentals, All right, your rush lanes. Don't create inverted rush lanes where this guy's running three yards. This DN's three yards past the quarterback. This guy's way. He's low. He spins inside underneath, uh-huh. and we has a huge area to escape, even though if we knew if we would have just hemmed him in, we have Aaron Donald coming up the middle. Who's you have to anticipate us. those gaps. Absolutely. And, you just, and sometimes it's hard because you have to be patient to where, all right, don't ever get above the quarter. Don't ever rush above the quarterback or past the quarterback. You've got to have some discipline because it's tough. Guys like Bond and and Aaron Donald, can, they're complete game records. I mean, last time Bond was in the Super Bowl, he just absolutely dominated.
0: Damn. Oh, man, when all... uh, give me your, I, and I know you got to get running here, but give me your assessment of uh, Devondre Campbell and what he did awesome. this year. He's yeah. man, he's so good. I was I was in Atlanta for four weeks, but my
1: I guess it was they were. I had a great time there for real. I didn't. I wasn't expecting to go anywhere. I went to Atlanta, four weeks, got a season out of it basically. Dan Quinn's head coach. Kyle Shanahan this, the staff was unbelievable. Yeah um albrick's the d coordinator with the jets now I, I still keep in contact with all of them and i it was a short time i loved it devondre was a rookie that year and i remember he and then uh Deion jones of the linebackers the only reason they brought me in they those guys had gotten hurt in the game and then they got healthy after the first week i was there and they were cool to keep me around for another three or four yeah but i got to sit in the meeting room with them and see how they thought and just watched how athletic and they were they were cra- it blew my mind like how athletic and how smart those guys were and devondre was such a giant dude like he, he's such a presence on the defense I, I don't know where they're at with bringing him back they absolutely want him back i'm sure and they absolutely yeah. should bring him back but he, he's super athletic he's super long so he can cover everybody he's very physical in the run game like i i know people started to like, kind of get it he's gained a little bit of attention as the year went and he's all pro everything right. he's doing was awesome, but I think he's even better than what people think he is. Like he brings so much to the team. Quiet leader, but a leader and a guy. I I, I asked Aaron about him a bunch throughout the year. I'm like, what's Devondre like? He's like, quiet guy, love him, awesome, great leader, great player, and I'm like, I think he's
0: gonna be good for for plenty yeah. of
1: time now yep. for many years to
0: come. You got your boys in the in this game, or you with Joe Burrow and the the Ohio? Guy, I hope so. Or? Yeah, I mean, I man, I was
1: just watching the Bengals like get to the Super Bowl. I was with we were with a group of people. And seeing, like, people were, like, emotional. It was crazy. stuff. Oh, yeah. The Bengals going to the Super Bowl. I got so many texts early in that game when they were down from all kinds of people. Oh, you know, it was a good year, though, for these guys. Right. We just ran into a juggernaut here with the Chiefs. And then I'm like, ah, you better watch, keep watching because they can, they can find a way. So seeing how much it means to everybody, yeah, I grew up a Bengals fan, like 40 yeah, minutes away from there. So and you got to finish cool. that. Yeah, I got to play in Cincinnati for a right? year. I loved my, yeah. the year I had. I really did. It was fun. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm pulling for him, but I also like a lot of the guys in the Rams team, right. too. I love their coaching staff. So, it's like, yeah, one of those, I absolutely want the Bengals to win, but I'm not going to be upset. Your head
0: says L.A., your heart says Cincinnati. Yeah, but Cincinnati.
1: Like, I'm i like everybody else, though. I can't count Joe Burrow out. Like right. I, I, I just can't. He, whatever it is, that dude is, he is great. And did he win state? Uh, was that the year that Elder won state, or did he win state? I don't state? know. Did he? I don't know. That's a good question. I'm not sure. I, I should know that. Yeah. But like, Hendrick, I'm seeing this this poster up behind you, Hendrickson. What a huge free agent sign. Yeah. That he was. Their defense is awesome. Like, the Bengals. I've said before, they're not overachievers. Like, they have really good players. They really do. And people hopefully are respecting them for that. And they, they just
0: got to get an offense. They got to win it. it I know.
1: They man. hopefully Joe can stay. Stay upright. They don't get beat up too bad. But, man, the D-line, that front seven for the Rams, they're scary. AJ,
2: they make an announcement in the press box. No cheering in the press box. Yeah. But the day you're playing Favre, the second year he comes in, and you're at Lambeau, and you pick him off. Yeah. (laughs) And return about 20 yards. You know, and I think I was on your march to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I couldn't help but say...
1: Yes. Oh, good. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Me, I was glad to have it too. I think Brad Jones hit hit Favre as he was releasing the ball, yeah. throw thrown a little bit behind the him. Balls up set there. me up perfectly. I was like, oh, glad I caught this sweet, one. I got Brett man. to sign that ball too. Did you eventually? I think I, yeah. I gave it to Red Batty, and Red eventually yeah. we got it signed for me. So I was I was very excited. That's got to be it's, one, it's one your... of the few balls that. That's one of the few things I care about like that. I'm like, okay, yeah. That's one sure of your favorite
2: hit. moments, right?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, because I got to play with Brett for two years. He was an awesome teammate. Like people always asked about him. Oh, what was he like? Oh, I heard he had his own locker room. I'm like, no, no, practice every single day, yeah. no matter what. Like and if you picked him off in practice, he was pissed. He wouldn't chase you down and tackle yeah. you. And I that's what I saw from him. <laughs> like this dude doesn't need to practice once and he'd be fun. Like I and none of us would say a word, but he was out there competing every single day and I, I love that and respect that about him.
0: Yeah. Great stuff. Uh, real quick, where does the McAfee show go now? I mean, how much Great bigger crush. can this thing get? I don't know.
1: Honestly, I don't know. what McAfee we're the movie? Uh, we're we'll <laughs> in Hollywood, man. Come yeah, on. Yeah, we'll see. We'll it continue to, to do what we're doing now. But, yeah, I don't – I mean, Pat I was always working on like 500 Because you guys started it – how
0: did it become then the Pat McAfee show?
1: Well, he had the Pat McAfee – I used to join his podcast, okay, the Pat McAfee okay. show. And then when we did this COVID thing, it was a – he was on CBS radio at, when I yeah, started doing McAfee yeah. and Hawks. So he would do his radio show, and I would come on – he would be on, like, 12 to 2. I would come on at 2 – and it would just be McAfee and Hawk on YouTube for an hour, two okay. hours, and then he went to Sirius. And so I said, All right, well come on you have a show twelve to three. I'll just come on two to three and then three to whatever on YouTube. Yeah. And so then I started coming on at one. So I always I'm not gonna do the whole thing. So I shows twelve to three, I come on at one every day. Okay. That's it.
0: I keep thinking it's like the Andy Griffith show. Yeah. And Don Knotts. I keep <laughs> waiting for Pat McAfee Jeez. and A.J. Hawk.
1: Oh, no. I don't – I believe <laughs> I don't need I, – like, I don't need any – I don't need my name involved. I just like being a part of it, honestly. It's fun. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. it's by far – I've told him, told other people. It's by far the – the most fun I can have doing anything.
0: It's great to see the Buckeye. I always okay. love seeing you, man. Always great Appreciate to talk it. to you. Okay, good to see you guys. Yeah, I didn't know I'd
1: yeah. see you here or not. Thank
0: you. Larry. Absolutely, It's been Megan. a while
1: since I've been here. I know. From Radio Row.
0: Well, now we're gonna have to make it a yearly reunion. Yeah, Damn sure. straight. Maybe we uh, next time you come over, you bring Pat with you. All right. we'll, yeah. we have a lot
1: of fun. He's tough to nail down. I, yeah, he's my ride back. So we'll see where.
0: He, <laughs> hopefully, he didn't leave me. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: There you there. go. Yeah. AJ <laughs> Hawk uh, joining us here at the table. He's always a great guy to talk to
2: is. He was as great as a player, you know, explained the game, very patient, yeah. you know, with the media and a lot of dumb questions at times. And I think an underrated player in the in the eyes of Packer fans ended up being the franchise leader for tackles in his career, yeah. you know, and, and a first-round pick, of course.
0: Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. We are woefully late. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Zach Hobber. We've got to talk about this Badgers win from yesterday, last night, man. Fantastic stuff. Zach's going to join us after the bottom of the hour. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show live in L.A. coming up next. Ready. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio
3: Network.
0: Welcome back to the program. We are glad you're with us. Thanks so much. Bill Michael Show continues on. Having a fun time out here on Radio Row in uh, in LA at the Convention Center. And uh, joining us here at the table, that's uh, that's one of the bigger rings uh, I've seen. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt, Blount, the former running back for the Patriots, he won a championship. Ben kenny has been giddy all day back in the studio because he's from Philly. So he's all happy that uh, an Eagle that won a championship is sitting down with us as well.
3: How you been, man? I've been good, man. I can't complain. Yeah? I can't complain, but I've been living life, man. Yeah? Yeah. Enjoying, enjoying retirement. Really? Yes, so, sir. E-
0: What's it like when you walk away from the game? You're still young. You still feel like you can play,
3: but it, that, that's not. That's all you've known your whole life, and yeah. then that's not there. Um, I mean, I was content with walking away because I've, I, you know, I played for almost ten years. I won three Super Bowls. Um, I was really, really successful in the league, so um, I was pretty content with walking away. I did it on my own will. I just got to the point to where I just wanted to spend more time at home with the kids, you know, and just yeah. enjoy watching them grow up and play sports as well. When you came into the league, obviously
0: a little bit controversial, but you come into the league and you you had a chance to go with one team. You signed with Jeff Fisher. You move on, and and then you just kind of started rolling after that. And just so talk about the more because coming out of college— you're treated as a man it's tough you've got certain things that you still deal with as a youngster and then you got to morph into a pro not only a pro but right. somebody that can handle money handle your agents handle the people around you and all the people that you shouldn't be hanging out with right you got to handle that
3: how tough is that in that transition um it's really it's really tough in the beginning um because you do have a lot of people that you know that you obviously want to support and a lot of people that you want to make sure that are good or show love to Um, but like you said, you know, for yourself, you know, everyone isn't in the financial position that you are in, Right. you know what I mean? So, so it, it gets very difficult and very hard to start telling people that you've always loved, no, you know, um, and that was, and that was one of the toughest parts for me, um, As far as becoming like a a professional, when it comes to football, man, I've played it all my life. It wasn't nothing, nothing, you know, nothing changed for me in that aspect. Um, It was just being more responsible when it comes to getting sleep, uh, being more responsible when it comes to studying, uh, just being more responsible when it comes to things like that. Um, That was the that was the hardest transition for me um, because, you know, I am I, I was a night owl. You know, I was one of those guys that just couldn't turn the brain off at night and just stayed awake, you know. Um, Even if I turn the TV and all the lights off I'm just sit there and just lay and look at darkness for Mm -hmm. hours. You know what I'm saying? So I had to find a way to to make sure that I could could get some sleep and you know things like that Um, You know and a lot of people that a lot of people that you know came along with me Weren't with me in a professional way um, For a long time because you know it was you know cousins and friends and stuff that I grew up with you know that obviously Want to be a part of it, you know and um so it was tough it was tough having to, you know, put boundaries on that. You know, when it came to right. you know, playing football and, you know, being like obviously a family person as well. You know, it was tough to put boundaries in that because everybody don't accept those boundaries well. You know what I'm saying? Right. So a lot of people just aren't as understanding. And um and that was the really that was really the toughest part for me. It wasn't the money part or any of that because I had people that handled that stuff, but it was just creating those boundaries between me and like family and people that i felt like were family Mm -hmm. you know obviously everyone has a story to where that don't always go perfectly well you lose some you you know whatever um but that was the toughest part is with the of the transition for me it wasn't you know going from college to you know the league you know and dealing with what i did in college you know um at 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 one point you know Everybody starts forgetting about that. You know, you rush for 1,000 yards as an undrafted free agent rookie. You know, the stigmas start, start, like, disappearing a little bit more, and they start understanding, you know, a lot more of what kind of person and who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was that was big for me. That was what I wanted to do, is just erase that negative memory from everyone's mind.
0: You're standing in the huddle. Tom Brady's across from you. You're playing in a Super Bowl. And you feel like you're going to get a ring. You know, give me that feeling, because a lot of these guys are going to be in that huddle this weekend. And they're going to get that feeling that you got for the very first time.
3: You're going to be, damn, I was an undrafted free agent. I'm about to get a ring. Yeah. Um, It was a surreal feeling, you know. Um, How many guys, you know, how many guys can say that they entered the NFL as an undrafted free agent, rushed for 1,000 yards as a rookie, got traded to one of the most prestige, you know, organizations, uh, most successful organizations in NFL history. Become a starter, you know, rest for, you know, however many yards you rest for a while, splitting time with someone and then backdoor that with, you know, a lot of other yards and then, you know, winning a Super Bowl. And, you know, for me, it's... I mean, it's the script from a movie, you know, when it, it, you know, my life is, you know, going from where I went from in high school to a junior college, to a college Then had another, you know, incident in college and just overcoming all of that. You know what I'm saying? To me, it's like a a, a scene out out of a movie. So it was unreal just being able to just like be there and be in the moment and actually just be present in the moment with, with my teammates and obviously with Brady in that huddle, knowing that it was a high chance that we were going to leave there successful mm-hmm. with the ring
0: i remember Corey dillon wanting out of cincinnati so bad and belichick said give him to me i'll make him a champion what did bill belichick see in, and he did what did bill belichick see in you
3: um he just seen a, i, I want to say he just seen a kid that grinded hard worked hard a really good football player um rough around the edges that he felt like he could smooth out did um, he he did he did you know um like i said i was young um and i just wasn't i just wasn't the smartest when it came to like you know sleeping and you know getting my rest and stuff i mean obviously it was my first time in the league i'm wanting to go to party and stuff right. like that and um you know when i got there man partying kind of stopped you know um a lot more um informative when it comes to you know the game mm-hmm. um you know learning a lot of things it and, and I work hard, so that wasn't a problem for me. And um, a lot of guys have a problem with being in New England, man. I'm telling you, that was probably the funnest times of my career. Because, like I said, I don't mind working hard. If that's the hardest thing that I have to do is just grind while I'm there, that was easy for me. Yeah. You know, Bill and all them talking, you know, saying whatever they say to me at practice and, you know, talking trash or, you know, whatever – that was natural for me. I mean, I grew sure. up in Florida, so my coaches—I never had the nice coach. I never had like the players' coach. My coach was always, yeah, I ain't gonna say all that, but right, you know what right. I'm saying? Like he was, he he was busting never, your ass. Right, is what he was doing, right. right? It, it was never like, "Hey man, Garrett, man, good job." But you know, you got to make sure yada 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 yada. Like when I grew up, like it was. Hey man, that's a nice touchdown. But what the blah, 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 you gotta do this right here, this right yeah. here. It would have been, you know. So I've always had that kind of coach. It wasn't about right. it, it. didn't bother me. You know, it didn't matter to me. So that was that was right in my alley. That was my favorite place to be. Give
0: me uh, now that Brady is retiring. Give me your what you take away from Tom Brady
3: and either what you learned or your best experience with him. I'm gonna say either or. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say one thing that I've learned is just you know. Never give up, man. Because there's there's nothing that you <laughs> there's nothing that you possibly that's that's. I mean, I know that's probably generic. There's just nothing that you possibly can't do that you put your mind to. Because he was kind of in a similar situation. He obviously got drafted in the sixth round, right? You know, I didn't get drafted, but he obviously got drafted in the sixth round. He was put in a shitty situation, you know, to where obviously most 6 round quarterbacks aren't going to be around for a long time, and if yeah. they are, they're going to be a backup. Right. You know there's some guys that's been in the league for t- 10 12 13 14 years and only started two or three years out of their whole career you know they've for mm-hmm. you know lifetime backups um, and some of these guys are weren't even six round picks these guys are drafted in the second third round type guys right um, and man he grinded man he worked his ass off to get where he is yeah. you know um, I know a lot of people think that he, hes he's he's he feels entitled or stuff like that but I'm like man I could relate to what he how hard he's worked because he got it out the mud. He wasn't always Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. wasn't he was a six round draft pick that yeah. everybody counted out, you know, and until so his time came and took that's advantage how, of his chance. Right. And that's how I was. I was when I when I was an undrafted free agent, I took I took advantage of my opportunities in Tennessee, which landed me in Tampa behind one run, a running back that I felt like at the time, uh when I was coming out of high school, he was my favorite running back. It was Cadillac Williams. He, yeah. was, out, he was at the University of Auburn. He was my favorite running he back. He busted up his knee, right? He busted yeah. up his knee. Um, I, I, <laughs> when I went on my official visit to Auburn, him and Ronnie Brown are the two guys that I met and talked to. And and my guys, I love them to death, so having the opportunity to play with them, um there and knowing okay, he's the first round draft pick. I know he's gonna be the starter I know was gonna get the ball the most yada 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 and just continue to grind and grind and grind Keep my head down and just grinding until I got the opportunity to play and then obviously, you know My skill set, you know, he's obviously a little bit older So my skill set was still a little bit more fresh than his and I eventually got to start um but I mean, just having the opportunity that those guys presented me, and and going as like I said, an undrafted free agent, yeah. not having the opportunity that everybody else has, I mean, man, just I mean, that's you can't you can't make that up because that's like I said, that's per, that's verbatim what tom brady did right you know what i'm saying Everybody
0: talking with a guy that's won three super bowls two different teams like Garrett blunt is joining us here at the table on radio row uh i wanted to ask you because um you know i want to get to the, the 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 life after football real quick but i i gotta ask you the difference because you got bill belichick on one hand and then Doug Peterson, who kind of threw the rule book out the window, going for it on fourth down in his own territory yeah. and just said, to hell with it, we're going to go and try to win ballgames. What was that like playing for the Eagles at that point in time? And you got a quarterback that's supposed to be the guy, and instead
3: Nick Foles comes in and guides mm-hmm. you guys to a Super Bowl. Um, you know what? That was that was a fun season because he's doing all the things that you imagine. He's doing all the things that you thought about doing. As a kid, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Yeah, you know you're playing video games, and it's it's fourth, and you know three, and you're on your own twenty yard line. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. On a video game, you're gonna be like, "Bro, it's only three yards. I'm, I'm gonna get three yards." Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. That's how he thinks about yeah. it. It's like our offense is probably one of the best offenses. So you down. were his running back in Madden. Yes. <laughs> what are saying. <laughs> yes. Yes. It, it was like playing Madden. That was right. You know, and and I had I had my funnest times in New England because of winning right I had my funnest time in Philly because obviously winning but it was a little bit more it was a little bit less military like right you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you, you can let your hair down. You could you could you could probably take a picture, you know, in the locker room with your guys, or you know, you could probably after a game you could probably get on Instagram live or you know what I'm saying, right. Just celebrate with your guys or whatever. Um and, and, and man in, in New England that's that's a, no. You, no, sir. No, 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 no. Rules to go by. Yeah. Hey, uh life
0: after football, uh, as many do comes with pain. Comes with issues. Yes, uh, sir. Did, did you go through all that? I did. Yeah.
3: I did. I did. I went through the pain. I, uh, you know, I I still deal with it, you know, a little bit to this day. Um, So, excuse me. But uh, I still deal with it a little bit to this day. You know, but I I, I formulated some products and I came up with some products that that'll help, you know, anyone that's dealing with pain, whether you're a football, basketball, baseball, Mm -hmm. whether you're a stay at home mom, a nurse, a construction worker, firefighter, you know, everyday people. um, I kind come. you know, I came up with some products that that deal with pain. Yeah. You know, and deal with. Like I was telling you earlier, sleeping, sleeping, right. you know, problems and deal with anxiety and stuff like that, um, and and I came up with some products for that, for um, for all of those things.
0: So if people want to find out more of the products,
3: more of what you got going on. Where do they go? They go to lg'sfeelgood.com. lg'sfeelgood.com. lg'sfeelgood.com is is all products are one hundred percent THC free. All products are all natural, all organic. They. You don't have to. I my my kids my kids who are fourteen and twelve and I mean my obviously not my four year old because he just sleep whenever wherever, <laughs> but uh my fourteen and twelve year old they they take they take the sleeping gummies every, yeah. every day yeah you know and my my daughter um she she likes to say. She's 14, so you know they're mo- they going through the motions. She likes to say, I have anxiety, da da da. And uh, she, she, uses, <laughs> she uses my anxiety drops every day before she goes to school. She yeah. has a great, she got all A's. So, you know, something's working. Uh, something is working. Right. You know? So, um, and yeah and and obviously i use i, I use the sleep gummies religiously yeah. i use the i use the tinctures religiously for anxiety and yeah. stuff like that and any kind of pain i deal with man my pain patches and my rollerball right. and my salves are are my go-to yeah. like i don't have to do i don't have to go to pain pills anymore i don't have to go you know take this and that and the other any kind of opioids or anything i don't have to go get a shot you know any of that stuff and um that's what I wanted to get rid of because the stuff just isn't good for your body. Right. And you don't know that until someone tells you because in the sure. league they don't tell you, hey, bro, this is going to affect your body in the long term, but still take these pills. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or yep. take this shot. You know what I'm saying? This is going to affect me, but it it does. You know, And guys don't think about it until after they're done. And I didn't think about it until my last two or three years in the league.
0: Yeah. Good stuff, man. Hey, pleasure to meet you. Appreciate. Say hello. It, man. Thanks so yes, much sir. for coming. By. That's some serious hardware right there. I appreciate that's, it, man. Yeah, that's a hubcap with diamonds on it. Is what yes, that sir, thing man. is. <laughs> that's good stuff right there. Like Aaron Blunt joining us here at the table. Stay tuned when we come back. Going to talk with Aaron I Taylor, it, Bill, the, man. Thanks uh, absolutely. A lot. Talk to you soon. There you go. Aaron Taylor is going to join us. Coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.